driving down the road, the road of life. It's the holiday season, stuff is good. Trent's in the passenger seat of the car that's on the road of life. Mick picked me up cause he's really nice. I'm a hitchhiker in this scenario. I don't have a lot of clothes and I definitely don't have any money or food to eat. Been hitching for a while. This guy said, what's up? And I said, give me a ride. And I try to punch him in the face. Another, Another shitty, shitty podcast. podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by that one moment in that one song where the guy goes, oh, wow. This week's episode is also sponsored by A Moment of Silence. What's up with your wig? What is up with your wig? What's up with your wig? Oh. What's up with your wig? What? What's going on with your Yo. motherfucking wig, motherfucker? Oh boy. Hey, uh, Nick, what's going on with your week, man? I thought you were going first. <laughs> no, I'm a little bit on the spot. I think it makes sense. I whatever, go for it, dude. All right. What's going on in <laughs> Did my Did you like that intro? As it threw me. <laughs> Everything about it threw me. But yeah, I did love it. Um, what's up with my week? Thanksgiving happened. That was cool. Well, it happened in my week, too. It did happen in your week. Uh, we were hanging out with each other. Let me go back to before Thanksgiving, then. I drove to Arizona for work to drop off ice cream. Boy, that was fun. I love spending 16 hours on the road alone listening to audiobooks and, uh, and looking 16? at nothing. Yep, it was eight and a half hours to Phoenix, Arizona, and seven and a half hours back. I thought that was only a six-hour drive. It but traffic. is when you Google it, but it is not when you drive it. In real life. Nope. IRL. Wow. IRL, it is longer. So anyway, yeah, I had to deliver some uh, what's most likely ice cream could be other things to <laughs> to Arizona Snow part, of, part, of, part of my job Sherbert yeah um, and uh, stayed over there at a hotel which was cool it's not cool why the fuck did I say that it, was, it wasn't that cool but the next morning I went hiking at a place called Camelback Mountain oh yeah that was cool that was one of the more difficult hikes I've ever done uh, not a hiker this guy not really that much of a hiker enjoy it don't do it very much um, but it was pretty cool. Apparently, 250 or so people have to be airlifted off this mountain every year. Whoa. For combinations of injuries or... Heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion or maybe you're a little bit too old or or unfit to do the a hike. A bitch. Maybe you're just a little baby back bitch. <laughs> um, but it was a fun hike. It is pretty standard as far as hikes go. Listen to me. See, I'm, I'm such a hiker. I'm talking in technical terms. It was a standard hike as far as hikes go until you get to the last quarter of the hike, and then it becomes a, a above-standard hike. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit steeper and more terrainy. What do you think, uh, related but a little different, what do, what do you think about that state or that region in general? I can't, I can't live there. Not at this point in my life. Why? Um, there's everything shuts down around nine o'clock. It's very suburban, and I've never been a suburban-y type guy. Yeah, a well, lot of those like s- gated community type things, golf courses, uh-huh. not my thing. Same here. 
Well, I was, I was talking too more of like the landscape because like mm-hmm. the thing that trips me out about going to that part of the country, which I've been several times, uh, is where you and I grew up, mm-hmm. Michigan, Missouri, the Midwest, lush, green, mm-hmm. rolling hills in Missouri, farmland. Arizona and all that still trips me out because I feel like I'm on Mars. Everything's orange and red in Arizona. Um, I don't know. Like you see weird exotic plants, but they're not exotic. They're natural to that region. To me, I didn't see any plants that didn't look like they could also be in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. But a lot of those plants kind of were, I think, transplanted here by man. Probably. I.e. like... L.A. is a fake town. It is. Nothing here is... Working the way it was intended to work. God's, God's plan. God's plan. I listened to <laughs> the majority of Ready Player One audiobook. Oh. oh, wow. And it was interesting. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that book. I think that uh, my small little pea brain would understand the movie much more mm. than the book. Um, I did my best to nerd out. I enjoyed it. And then I came back for Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving was fun. Spent Dude, the morning. it was great. Well, well, hold your fucking horses. Well, I'll get to when we hate, when oh. we hung out. But <laughs> Excuse me. I thought we were going to talk about our day. I start every Thanksgiving, since I've lived in Los Angeles, I should say, with my homies. And, and that Trent's not one of my homies, apparently, the way that I'm phrasing this. He is one of my homies. Um, with my homies, uh, Quincy and Dante. Dante wasn't available because he was actually in Costa Rica for Thanksgiving. So Quincy came over to my place. And we just drank tequila, smoked a little bit of greenery, watched the Macy's Day Parade, had some fucking pancakes. We start every Thanksgiving like that. Um, We miss Dante. I'm sure we'll get him back next year. Um, Then I went to hang out with you and Sitka and Austin. Yeah. Over at Austin's place. Yeah, crochet. Dude, I I think Thanksgiving's great, man. I think... It's been cool over the past few years because I, I, I can't afford to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so it's fun to be around close friends on um, uh, Thanksgiving. And shout out to Austin. We were uh, the patio kids that day. Oh, dude, we were, which we was were a stoop kid not on the sweet, patio. Yeah, it was a sweet patio. But she had this like little exercise. You remember that? It was like pick... Um, oh, you're pick th- like an item uh-huh. and like the thing that you are. Yeah, like an intangible thing. She's an alien baby, right? Or something. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. We're not explaining it well at all, but basically, it was just a way to think about like. I believe what it is how is your inner self, your inner child, identifies with something. Your most core self. Yeah. What do you What do you think of immediately when you think of who you are as your most core self? Yeah. Um. She was a baby alien. Yeah. This is going to be so hard to explain. Mark was, I believe Mark was, I don't know if he was a specific kind of dog. He was a golden retriever with his gold- hat out the window, is what she said. Yep. Which is definitely Mark Sitka. Yep. <laughs> You're, I don't remember what you were. What were you? I said, I think I think the, the thing I said was uh, a house party. Because I like bringing people together. I like people having a good time. I like people becoming friends with one another from different groups. I like hosting I like bouncing around. Mm. Um, I like overall just um, kind of curating, you know, these joyous events. Joyous events. Um, yeah, man. I think 
that was my gut feeling. And that's what you're supposed to do is like, um, do you want to talk about yours? Yeah, I was a ghost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because? Because I enjoy a little bit of fuckery. I love teasing people. But I also really enjoy not being there sometimes. Maybe even more than being there. I love to hang back. I love to watch. Um, yeah. And my laugh. Very ghostly. <laughs> no, I don't Is know. it? <laughs> no. I, 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 wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd describe my laugh as I ghostly. I was to say. It's not like boo. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That was actually pretty accurate, I think. That's pretty good. That's pretty accurate. Uh, no, dude. It was just like a little fun exercise to like think about, um, you know... Like a little more inward. Mm-hmm. So we sound like a bunch of stoners right now. But on top of that, dude, the food was great. The food um, was fantastic. You did bacon wrap dates. I did. I did do bacon wrap dates, and you did uh, baked mac and cheese, which is pretty good. It needed more cheese. I'll give you that. It needed more. Could always do more cheese. Honestly, I didn't notice, and now you have something to work on for next year if you really do believe that but I thought it was delicious so yeah and then and Andrew our friend Stuart invited us over to his work friend's friend's place dude swanky little um, little apartment condo thing mm-hmm. in Hollywood mm-hmm. and the dude um, had like his own like little bar it was, was like it was the most intense personal bar I've ever seen it was seen. like nicer than some bars I've seen at like actual Hundreds establishments of bottles of Various liquors and liqueurs and bitters and all that stuff. He, were you there when he was talking about how he, he made his ice? Yes. Okay. He, he literally chisels his ice. <clears throat> well, he he researched it. it. He made a little container out of it, uh, like a little box container that he uh, made with some like insulated stuff. And he was telling us about the science is way above my head about how ice has to freeze in a particular direction. So that all the clear, clean ice goes to one side, all the impurities and like fogginess goes to the other side, mm-hmm. and so that when you he ch- chucked or chopped away at it with the ice hammer, that you're getting these whiskey rocks or cocktail ice that look like glass that are like very clean and clear. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, and that was just his hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I thought it was a good turkey day. It was cool. We we had a shrimp boil. And then we did. We yeah. had a shrimp boil there. They were so nice. They made us what would be a crawfish boil, but with shrimp instead of crawfish. And yeah, it was fantastic. Louisiana Southern hospitality there. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. And then I had uh, my comedy show on Monday. You came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big hoot. Um, who who did you like? Who did I like? Yeah. Well, of course, I liked Mark Sipka. Oh, of course. He was fantastic. The, um, the homie. The... The fella at the end, um, I keep wanting to call him Pete, but it's he Andy Peters. Andy Peters, there With we the go. Hat on, loved him, dude. Yeah, Andy's got loved him. Great energy. Um, yeah, man, that, that's fun. And we're taking. Um, I always say we. I'm taking uh, December off because the Mondays um, falls on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do it in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to have a bigger, better. Not better, sorry. That makes it sound like the comics I had aren't great. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to. I want to keep booking, you know, bigger and bigger shows, and see if we can get, you know, bigger folks. That uh, this whole thing sounds bad. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think that I, like, I when, you're, when you're on like the road of life, dog, you should be pushing to the max, man. Push it to the limit. 
Uh, That's the point. But you know what I mean. Return. But you know what I mean, right? Like, I just want these shows yeah. to be. You want more? I want these shows to be gigantic. And, yeah. And a little um thing I'm going to put on the internet, and I'm going to record it. So it's going to be a goal of mine that I'm going to have to listen to my voice later on saying this is I would like to do I would like to do a monthly sketch video every show now too. That's like a little goal of mine to like put out a video. I love it. So I have to do it now. It's on the internet. Hold yourself to it, man. Uh, that's what's up with your week. All right. This is time for the weather report. Let's send it out to Nick out in the field. Nick, how is it outside today? Trent, we actually had some real weather today and yesterday night. It's been a pouring in Southern California. Like, actually raining. I'm not fucking around. There's a lot of rain. It was fantastic. Did you say it's raining? It's raining, rain. Hallelujah, it's raining, rain. Oh, yeah, it's raining, rain. Hallelujah, it's raining, rain. Oh, rain. We had a lot of rain last night. We had a lot of rain this morning. It's been raining all over all over Southern California. It's fantastic. I've been outside dancing in it, singing in it, enjoying in it. So that's basically the weather for you, Trent. And thank you so much, Nick, for that weather report. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week on the pod, we're excited. We're always excited, uh, but especially excited on this week um, because of how this came about. I had to keep the energy going. Uh, Very excited to have an old friend, an old Mark, comedian, comedian teacher, performer, extraordinaire, Eric Escobar. Hello! What's up, buddy? What's up, Eric? I'm nothing. And where can we find you? Where can we find you? Where can we find you? I'm happy to be here. Where can you find like more of my plugs? I was saying that's the end of the interview, and so we're gonna. Oh, this is the end of the interview. You were like, oh, um, what's up? Nothing, and then we'll just call it call it a day, right? Like two minutes. That's fine. (laughs) It's just an intro and an outro. That's great. This is a beautiful podcast. Thanks. Where's my thousand dollars that you're gonna pay me? Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Everyone else is gonna expect a thousand dollars. I know. You guys are fucked. Uh, (laughs) Maybe maybe one of these days we can pay our guests thousands of dollars to come hang out in my living room. And, it's a uh, great living room. Yeah. You know what? For you guys, nine fifty. That's okay. okay. Nice. I'll you a deal. Hell yeah, dude. Um, it's so cool to be here. The Trent's living room is really beautiful. For for those who are listening, we got a parrot in here. We got some Walter White artwork. We got the American flag, USA. Yeah. Fun fact about the flag. That's my great grandmother's flag. That's been like handed down to me. Also, here. a fun fact about that flag is you switched the orientation on it. Uh, well, that's like how it should be. Yeah, yeah. ASU, ASU. Stars ASU. gotta be on the left side. Sun Devils. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anytime you hang a flag, uh, American flag, the no matter the orientation, the uh, stars are supposed to be on the left side. Really? Yeah. I've, oh, what an educational podcast! You're welcome. welcome. I want to know how many people have tattoos that are just incorrect. Oh, thousands. I we were just talking about this. I uh, just got a tattoo in DC. And I wanted to get the Bad Brains Lightning Bolt. Has a DC tie-in. I wanted to, to like make it connect. So I was like, what can I do to like kind of make it a little more unique, make it more cool? So it's going into the clock tower from Back to the Future. I know, it's awesome. But my artist was like, oh, I think I I don't think he was a Back to the Future fan, so the time is wrong. 
So instead uh, of being 10.05 or 10.08, instead of being like 10 something, yeah. 10.04, there it is, 10.04, yeah. it's like 9.30. What a great story. I'm happy to be here on this podcast, guys. I hopefully I'm worth $1,000. That's right. an $800 story right there. Dude, uh, well, real quick, we, we ran into each other the other day. Uh, we did. You came in. I was working the bar at the brewery at Three Weavers, where I work at. Go Three and, Weavers. Uh, go Three Weavers. And I was like, dude, I haven't seen you forever. And we caught up and uh, just kept talking. And I was like, dude, this week... We record. We try to record every Thursday. I was like, mm. gotta have uh, gotta have Eric on. I mean, you always have great energy. I feel like we always talk a ton when we do see each other. Um, so I was like, let's record that talk. I'm super stoked that we're talking <laughs> right now. And I, it's weird because I was at a bar down the street, and then my friend was like, um, "Hey, we should go to Three Weavers." And I'm like, oh, "I guess we just chill at this bar." And he's like, "No, let's go to Three Weavers." And then you were there, and we just talked. And my friend was like. God damn it! Why'd we go to? Three <laughs> 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 we were gonna hang out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I did. I did like interrupt and just talk to Eric only. No, I loved it. It's we all loved it. Uh, I uh, remember last time I saw you pre Three Weavers. It was a long time ago because yeah. it was when Shane McMahon returned to the WWE. So we were like outside like three of three or four years. It, it was, was like three years ago or something. Yeah. And you were like, do you want to hear what happened on tonight's Raw? I'm like, what happened? You're like, Shane McMahon came out. And I was so excited and so jubilant. I just like chopped you a bunch. Like in the street. <laughs> I was like, no, I like, took off my flannel shirt. And just like whipped you. <laughs> I was, like, so excited Shane McMahon was back. I apologize. No, but, that's great. I, I think it's, uh, that was awesome. And it's cool that he's involved again. I mean. He's the best in the world. Um, it's true. Which I don't really know what they're doing with that whole Storyline from Crown Jewel is more of like a. I feel like it's one of those things where if they would have given it to any wrestler, it almost would have been like a smudge for him. Yeah. Like, oh, I was crowned best in the world in a country where we murdered a guy, but let's not talk about it. But if Shane gets it, yeah. it's like okay because it's Shane, and yeah. it's like he's not going to use it. No one's going to care. But it was Dolph Ziggler. It's like ah, Dolph. I'm sorry. Ugh. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of looks bad. Bad. Hold uh, on. Hold on. Can we back? Can we backtrack to where somebody <laughs> killed the guy? Oh, yeah. Well, Someone, you know about the American journalist that got killed in Saudi oh, Arabia. Oh, so, okay. So we're ta- okay. So in WWE, like we're talking about the whole thing where they went over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were talking about the Rey Mysterio thing where he. Oh, Rey Mysterio killed also killed a guy. Yeah, but that was on accident. Pretty, yeah. pretty sure this one was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they murdered the journalist with a six one nine though? Jesus. If they didn't like hatching the cabinet and they just like Jesus Christ. wrestling D- moves on DDT. <laughs> oh, this this what a dark pod. Yeah, this is a dark <laughs> uh, dude wrestling I, deaths and conspiracies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly swerve out of that into a more positive light than than uh, murder and assassination. Um, anywho, dude, uh, let's tell tell our viewers real quick. Hello, viewers. I mean, we met our listeners, I guess. We, we met several years ago just doing comedy and having you on my show. Random, uh, yeah. Off the ropes. Yeah, off the ropes. Stuff. Pints and puns. Pints and puns was... That was like way long. That was when we did it upstairs. Oh my God. That was a long time upstairs? ago. It was. Well, we, I did it all over that that brewery. It just moved. It was a different spot. Well, until we had that side room and there was really no, really no spot to have like a stage per se. You should have had one in like one of the brewing barrels. You know what I mean? Giant like tank. the big ones, just like. Oh, it would have been those. sick as if you could get in the the elevator and go up to the to like the warehousey oh. part. 
Ooh. That'd be kind of spooky. Yeah, it would. It'd be really spooky cool. comedy. Or spooky you comedy. do you do a tiny show for like ten people in the elevator while it goes up and down. I don't think people would enjoy that. No, I don't think. I don't, people, I don't know. I think people would be like praying the whole time, especially if we're talking stuck, about because it got stuck a lot. Really? Yeah. Ooh, how Tower of Terry. But no, I, I wanted to people. Uh, you wanted to people. I wanted to be the, the beautiful people. The beautiful people. Um. <laughs> what I want our listeners to know about is give us, dude, give us a little bit of little bio about yourself because um, you've been doing comedy for a minute. For a quick minute, since um, March 2012, I did it once in 08 and then once in 2010, and then I like started doing it, to, ah, started doing it, doing it in 2012. And yeah, it's been a fun ride. Um, I go on the road a lot. I was just in DC. Um, I do the Northwest at least like twice a year. I'm going to be up there in April, so if you're listening to this and you're in the Northwest in April in 2019, hello. Well, for like stuff like that, how long do you, how long are you going for? Yeah. It depends. Like sometimes I feel like if uh, a club puts me up for a weekend, I might straight up just like go out there for that weekend. But I kind of like, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I kind of like to maximize my time when I'm anywhere in general. So, like, if I go to, I don't know, like, Boise, they have a really cool club in Boise, and that's, like, a great Friday-Saturday, but, you know, Nampa might have a show on Sunday, Coeur d'Alene might have a show on Thursday, so if I'm going out there, I don't just want to do the club, I try to, like, see what I can tack on. Sometimes that turns into an extra two days on the road, sometimes one weekend turns into, like, two months on the road, just because you see one building on either side and you're like oh if I can do a weekend in Portland on the beginning of the month and then a weekend in Seattle at the end of the month I can just fill all those days with just like bar shows yeah. or corporate stuff or college stuff um, so, yeah would you say all of it or the majority, majority you're booking yourself all myself yeah. yeah I'd like a manager wink wink hint hint anyone listening please <laughs> all of our managers <laughs> all of the managers and representations yeah uh, hey we're insert giant agency name here you know what we like we like to listen to indie podcasts to right. our talent don't go to the clubs don't watch TV especially ones that are labeled shitty yeah. <laughs> in our title there's is, probably some real quality comedians yeah. on a shitty of podcast of course I'm um, pure money guys pure thousand, oh, 950 I'm 950, yeah. Um, I'm bumping it to 1,000. <laughs> so fun fact about you that I learned today. Yes. I don't know if Trent knew it, but when you're doing these, um, when you're going out the around runs. the country. Let's call them runs. When, you're, runs. Diuretic. when, you, when you have these runs <laughs> around the country, you, you said that whenever you get to a new state, you try to get a tattoo in that state, right? I do. I do. I have a – it's crazy. So I've had – I got a few tattoos, and then I did this crazy run like two months ago. It was like August to September, and it was all throughout like – um, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Northern California. I think I might have done like a little bit of uh, Colorado. And then like right after that, I was going to D.C. So I was going to like four or five different new states all in the span of like a month and a half. Yeah. So I was just getting tatted left and right. And it was crazy. Did was you like, just have per like permanent cellophane around your leg? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't really – I don't know. It was, it was weird because every time – like I think I got one – in Boise, that was my first one. I liked it a lot. And as soon as it kind of healed up, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to like, just let this be. I like, got another one. So I had to wrap it all again. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's good to keep tattoos wrapped that long. But I did it. 
<laughs> we'll see. Um, I like uh, I like also getting like a little bit of like a flavor of the city or the vibe like in my tattoo. Yeah. So when I got one in Seattle, it's the Fremont Troll. It's like a troll they have in Seattle. Okay. I got the bad brains like um, that's what it's called in DC. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It's like little little mementos, little remembrances. You were showing us uh, the Portland one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, can you just can you describe that again? <laughs> sure. For the on, so on the record, <laughs> as uh, as someone who goes around and uh, does comedy different places, if I can like teach an improv workshop or a stand up workshop to make extra money on the road, yeah, that's sweet. So there's a school in Portland, a university in Portland. I don't think I can say their name, but I will say they are a university of Portland. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, uh, I teach improv workshops there all the time. And um, I love that crew. They're so funny. They're so talented. They're, they're a wonderful group of improvisers. And I wanted a Portland tattoo. So I was like, what can I get? And their logo is of this guy named Gavin who was like their president like three years ago. I don't think I've met Gavin. I don't think I know Gavin, but I was like, let's get Gavin's face tattooed on my leg. So like their their college logo is the is the face of their- The college improv team logo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But how great would it be if this university, this <laughs> high level university was like, you know what, let's just- You remember three years ago when we had that president? Yeah. <laughs> He's is our he mascot now. Is it now for racketeering? I don't know, but we paid a lot for this sign. The, the name's Port- like Gavin. The, yeah. the Portland Gavins. The Portland Gavins. What a great team. He looks like Mr. Rogers. It was, he, he's very mis- – because he's wearing a sweater. Yeah. I thought we were just going to get the head, but then um, – because two other guys on the team also got the tattoo. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, we sent in. I was like, just going to do the head. But no, it's also like his – what is it? Bust? It's his yeah. like, top, chest, yeah. and neck. And he's wearing like a sweater and like a tie. What a guy! Sure. <laughs> it's, it's just so. Oh man, it's a weird one. I like it, but it's a weird tattoo. I hope Gavin appreciates. I know he's <laughs> listening to this podcast as he's working his, at his agency. His ears are tingling. He's yeah. gonna contact some managers for you. I hope so. I hope so, dude. Uh, please, Gavin. Please. So, real quick, back to you doing some. Road gigs, road shows. Yes. Antique road shows. Antique. I would love to work an antique road show. <laughs> the I could MC an oh. antique. Yeah. Give it up for this bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your the next deal? option item coming up is a fork with a rose on it. Uh, clap it up, guys. <laughs> tip your, tip your $5,000. Milk tender. I don't know. I feel like they'd have milk there. Warm, warm, old. Curdled milk. Uh, enjoy your oatmeal cookies and Werther's Originals, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm there. It's I a like lit, both of those it's a lit show. You were saying about Werther's Originals. What were you saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's do a half hour on Werther's. Um, no. Um, what are some interesting things like either you've learned about, you know, booking shows, doing shows, Where? things you've learned about yourself. Kind of, you know, you're on the road by yourself the whole yeah. time, right? Sometimes I'll bring like someone for a week or two. Like my friend uh, Dre Magic's amazing musician, magician. He was uh, he was with me for about two weeks. Um, another friend named Nate Edrick, another great comic. He was on the road with me for a week in like this big old last chunk that I was doing. Ultimately, I think like the big thing is um, I don't know if you want to do comedy or if you want to do like any art form, like if it's illustration or whatever. Like back in the day, I think you'd get discovered. Like an agent would see you at a show, mm-hmm. or like you would 
get something, someone would be like, oh, I want to sign you and I want to invest in you. Mm. I feel like that's not really there anymore. Mm. Like, no one wants to take a chance on anyone. Mm. Like, there's already, there's a million people who are better than you. So just go out there and create your own work. And, mm. like, don't have any excuses. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you want to get on the road, book yourself on the road. If you want to work colleges, figure out what you need to do to work colleges. And kind of backtrack the planning process. And then that way, you can kind of, like, I don't know, in my opinion, like level up a little faster and you can always be more ready. You can always be a better comic. You can always approach a situation with more prep time. But um, if you wait till you're ready, you're going to wait like 10 years, 15 years. Just like, wait forever. Yeah, no, just go and do it. Jump in. Um, I'm a very go and do it kind of guy. Like, I wouldn't do this. Great. I want to get a Shawn Michaels tattoo. Yeah, I'm a free Thursday. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's make it happen. You. Uh, what's something you, you really like about be on the road and what's something that you could do without? Um, one thing I could do... Ooh, good question. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a question show. guy. I'm a question... It's beautiful. Guy. Um, one thing I could do without, uh, and this is more like, this more falls on me than anything else, but I feel like when I'm on the road, I treat it like work, but like mentally, or I guess dietarily, it's a free-for-all. Oh, yeah. So when I'm in town, you know, you try to squeeze a salad now and then. You try not to have three dinners. You try to just have one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't eat the whole pizza. Let's <laughs> eat some slices and save the rest for tomorrow. But on the road, I feel like I just eat garbage. Yeah. Like, all the time. Because it's easy. It's yeah. easy yeah. to jack-in-the-box every day. It's easy to get a comp meal at the club and instead of eating the salad, be like, oh, you guys have chicken fingers, or chicken fingers and inside of... Fettuccine Alfredo, you know what I mean? Like, you just go for the heaviest things because you're like, yeah. why not? Like, I'm out of town. So that's one thing that I change up, but that's more on me, just like eating better. Um, but also on the flip side, the one thing I love about going on the road, this isn't like comedy based, it's just food based. I love eating in new places. Yeah, That's the thing. It's like, I don't know when I'm gonna be in Denver again. So yeah, for breakfast I'm gonna go to the poutine spot. Yeah. For lunch I'm gonna go to the deep dish pizza spot, and for dinner I'm gonna go to like four breweries because I just want to intake all of the great food and drink yeah. and excitement in this area. So that's what I really love, but that's also like the thing I hate because I just come back after a weekend of shows twenty pounds bigger. <laughs> that's fine. What's, More to love. What's uh? What's like a? Also, I had a herba mate before I came here, and it's making me super burpy. Oh. I'm sorry for those who are hearing my burps. I mean, I'm more sorry for us. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful smell. <laughs> Lemon elation. I'm glad we have this this candle going. Mm. Uh, what's like one of your favorite uh, meals or like food things you've like popped up on Ooh. around the country? Or like what city has the best? What city has the best food? Uh-huh. Oh, that's a hard question. Is that your stomach? Yeah, that's my stomach. Yeah, I'm not excited. You know what? Every place has a different flavor. Like, every place has a very different flavor. Um, so on the West Coast, like, our seafood is, like, sushi and fish tacos. Mm. That's what we love. Mm. On the East Coast, like, whenever I do, like, Baltimore or D.C., love crab cakes. Mm. I love, like, that, like, Northeastern, like, shrimp salad sandwiches. Like, that seafood vibe is so good. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite, but it's something I look forward to when I go there. When I go to Idaho, poutine is super great. When I go to the Northwest, like, pho is really big. They got a pretty mm. good ramen game. It's those, like, warm meals on, like, a rainy day because it's rainy. 
Um, also, especially in Portland, everything's like super like we're trying to be cool. If Vice was a city, it'd be us. <laughs> so they have like there's weird stuff. Like we'll have like weird fusion, or they'll have like just weird combinations. Where you're like, are you doing this to be edgy for the sake of being edgy? But it still works, and it's still super good and unique. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say kind of like a cop out answer and be like, the best food scene that I've experienced is probably gonna be LA. Damn. Like, coming, right. back, coming back to LA, like- Is it the fish tacos? Cause- You know what it is? It's- on fire. It's the, it's the, you can get anything in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, good. Yeah, you can get like a good bowl of pho in Seattle. You can get a great clam chowder in Seattle. You can get like an amazing, oh, I love barbecue. I'm gonna switch this up. Like in the South, like in Houston, just, all over like the southern food is so good i love myself good barbecue Me love too. good hush puppies but in la you can get like everything at any time we're out there it's like oh we only have mcdonald's open at like 2 a.m so i value the accessibility yeah. i was just doing a i just did a trip for for work to arizona last yeah. week and i completely forgot that everything in if, if you're not in a major city yeah or a major market everything shuts down at nine o'clock yeah it's I was like, weird. I was chilling at my at my hotel, and it got to be like eight thirty, and I was like, ah, I guess I'll go get something to eat. And nothing was open. Everybody was like, nah, the kitchen's closed, man. Jeez, Isn't that weird. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a totally different. Um, like I thought that maybe it was just like my hometown in Missouri. It's like small towns. Mm-hmm. It's like that area of Phoenix or Scottsdale. It's not. That's not small. No, it's a, but it it's does a shut down area, like a small yeah. town. And what's weird is on the flip side, L.A. and New York, like. New York bars are open until four, so kitchens are open until late. We're and about LA's to be so here. Twenty-four, really? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, well, so many they, accidents they, they are going to happen. The, pay, they passed legislation, well, passed. so now it'll be. Do you think? I don't know if every bar is going to do it though. They but the, the ones the that are are going to cash in. Yeah. Man, like West Hollywood. You I remember know when I first, be open when I first moved out here, I was like, I would bitch about that, like. Because in Indiana, same thing. Bars are open late. Yeah. yeah. Chicago was the same way. And, yeah, Chicago was. It's um, and I remember coming here like, that's so dumb. Bars are closing at one thirty. Like, I've gotten older because of time. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I'm just like, it's funny you know what? I'm kind of really okay with bars closing at 2. Somebody telling me I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, dude. Around. It's bad because, like, I just work at a beer bar. And yeah. we close at midnight uh-huh. on the late nights, which is great. But, like, working in the bar industry, like, imagine like, you'd only be staying out there later, too. Mm-hmm. And then all the... Like, my mom... Always says nothing good happens after midnight, and I think that no, the, only the magic happens after midnight in my book. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know, nothing good, magic. We could talk tomato, about some tomato. stories about yeah. the mandrake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last Monday. No, but um, basically, uh, I just think it c- creates like a a culture of like people that are already drunk just getting even more blasted. Yeah. The way I see it is, like, by 2 a.m., everyone's, or all throughout the night, everyone's just trying to, like, get laid. You know what I mean? <laughs> if the bar is open till 4, you have you're hanging out at the bar later, and you have less of a chance. Oh, you think so? Because I feel if it's open until 2, it's like, 
All right, I'm getting a little tired. You're drunk. I'm a little drunk. You wanna? You do? Cool. Consent. All right, let's mm. suck things on bodies. <laughs> and like, that's that move can happen at two. Yeah. But if it's four, it's like I don't want to suck anything right now because <laughs> it's God, so late. So bad. It's Isn't so, that how you sex think, works? You don't think yeah. that, like, <laughs> Not sure. It's just a bunch of sex is just sucking. It's just a bunch of pulleys and yeah. and cranking on things. Levers, or the gas mask. It's simple machines. Uh huh. That's what sex is. Is that how it works? I'm I'm pretty sure. Pulleys, screws, simple machines. I've read books. I've seen cartoons. Levers. Yeah. There's a Frankenstein machine in there for some reason. So you don't think that. Sex education. Yeah, dude. I think 2 a.m. bar closings promote. Sex is simple machines. It's just that's the tagline of this episode. I feel like uh, that's how dubstep would sound. (laughs) Simple machine sex. So, so you don't think that, like, as it gets closer to four and the population dwindles, it's more and more like shooting fish in a barrel? Well, no, because as it gets closer to four, you get more tired, and I think people are just like, well, I just don't care about yeah. sex anymore. I just want more to tired or maybe even more inebriated, where you're like, I just need to get out of here. Yeah, I just need to sleep. Yeah. And also, like, if you leave at, like, one or two o'clock with someone, you can still, like, suck things and then, like, wake up in the morning and have a great time at work. <laughs> if you leave at four, you're, like, by the time you're, like, by the time you're done, done sucking, it's splurging. Oh, my God. Oh, it sucks. You gotta go to work in an hour. And then no one slept. Is this how life works? That's what I'm saying. Is, that's what I'm saying. exactly how life works. Cool. Do you agree with me? LA does not need to have bars up until far. But I'm curious to see what it'll do to our everything. Mm-hmm. I well, the thing is, this being such a driving city as well. Yeah, I think it's, oh, I think I it's like bad. It I think really it's bad. all. I think it's all. Everything's yeah. bad about it. I would agree. I have faith that people can be. No, I don't. Our no, reptile I Elon Musk either. has got the the magnetic train though going That's through. That's never so gonna happen. Just, not in our lifetime. I heard this is very not with that attitude. <laughs> with how much money people make off of not having good renewable energy and transportation. Well, LA had a great um, transit system, and then Ford like that's what I'm saying. They like crushed a bunch. Oh, of for real? Yeah. What's up with that? This, this was, was like back in the day, way, like 40s, 50s. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Ford that's like why uh, our caused a landslide. Metro is so bad here. Our public transit so bad. Because they want to push cars. Lobbyists like, for oil companies. So there was kind companies. of like a, a terrorist attack by Ford Motor Company. Like it was very twenty four, but it was also just like a little <laughs> bit of a landslide. It's it like in. lobbyists like pushing for. I mean, if you have a good public transit system, there's no reason you need cars. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is in New York. This is so interesting right now. <laughs> their public transit system <laughs> over there is excellent, but the increase of people who've moved there and the increase of bodies who are there, it's a great system, but it can't handle the amount of traffic and mm-hmm. the amount of people who want to take it. So it's weird because it's like, even the best systems become outdated and become like, we have to push cars now because we can't even handle anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, when, let's switch up topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, where else? Traffic. How long are we going to... Traffic, guys. How long are we going to milk this one? Um, do you guys like uh, pizza? I love this. He's switching it up on us. I love pizza, man. What's your favorite pizza slash general pizza topic? I'll tell you this. I'll go first. I'm... I'm gonna go first. Go first. Deal with it. Keep introing yourself. All right, All right. cool. <laughs> my name's my name's Nick, and I'm gonna go first. Okay. All right. So the best <laughs> sprinting out of this. Part. I like this so much. <laughs> the best the best pizza place is best. Pizza Sam's. 
Where's that? It's in Elma, Michigan. That's Michigan? That's where he's from. That's okay, where. that's fair. Yeah, but it just happens to be where I'm from. The it nostalgia is, it is the best factor. pizza. Because my answer is going to be my hometown. It plays no factor. Mine is Little best. Caesars. And I like the hot And so you get this pizza, you order it, double crust, baked on a screen, spices baked in, and then you get all the meats. Whoa, so you get, the spices baked in? Yeah, so they, they, they bake the spices in. So that's, I guess that's how it works. Opposed to what, like putting on top? We don't know any of these Like, I don't, have to, I don't have to assemble my own spicery. They just dump it on there. Cool. So I then Michigan. I get all the meats. So it's hamburger, pepperoni, hamburger, ham, uh, bacon, sausage. The Midwest shit, dog. I think, that's, I think that's all of them. Uh, did pizza? I say pepperoni? Maybe not. Um, and then yeah. uh, jalapenos on the whole thing. Oh. Pineapple on half of it. Whoa. And on the other half, black and green olives. Interesting. This, this sounds like an immediate evacuation of anything in your bowels. Well, you don't know anything about anything. Does it not sound like your bowels are like sprinting out of your butt? I'm hard right now. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> this pizza. This is, I'm on board. Eric's ready for some simple machine I'm, sex. I'm ready. Uh, wait, really quick, aside, this is we're bouncing around. Aside from the pizza talk, let's put, table that. Have you guys ever had bologna salad? Uh, what? Really <laughs> random, and no, it sounds disgusting. Really? I had a friend from Detroit, and he would make bologna salad. It was bologna and mayo in a blender. And sometimes, Disgusting. And that sounds like, terrible. It's like tuna salad, but it was bologna salad. And I'm like, what is this? Sometimes you throw some onion in there or something. I don't think that's a Michigan I tell you what, thing. I you think know that's what I mean? like, like, it's, a, it's a Midwest thing. It's a Michigan thing. If I'm in Hawaii, I'll eat that. Have a bologna salad. Have I love spam salad. I trust, the, I trust the Hawaiians with their... With their, with their process Have you meats. heard of that? They, no, I've never heard of that. You've never heard of bologna salad? Uh-huh. That's gross as hell. Yeah, it does. Because during lunch, he would make a tuna. He was, I was working at a camp, and he was the cook. He would make a tuna he salad. He was the cook? And he would make bologna salad. Oh, my God. Day. It must have been the worst fucking <laughs> meals it. at the camp. I loved it. You <laughs> get some white bread, throw on some just pasty pink meat spread. Another piece of bread, oh. eat that with some Fritos. I thought this was like a regular dude. He's the chef. He's the, yeah, he's John the Cook. He's a great guy. <laughs> he has, his, his occupation is in his name. Is yeah. He's John, John the Cook. He's got a tattoo that his says cooking up some fun. And it's just vegetables. It's just cooking up some He's a cool guy. I love John the Cook. Uh, anywho. He made a great pot pie. Hey, what's your favorite pizza, man? <laughs> My hometown as well. Uh, Aris's Pizza. It's a Greek style pizza. Aris. Aris. Yeah. It's Aris. a Greek salad pizza. Is it really it's, just like an open face hero Greek style gyro pizza? Greek gyro. So like different cheeses on there. Like um, is it the meat? The, the shape meat. They cut the uh, pizzas into squares, not slices. Oh, um, so progressive. And so what we'd always get is uh, Canadian bacon, and they put it underneath the cheese. And then you get uh, uh, meatballs or like sausage on top. So that's the meat that we'd always do. Oh, word. And then just like this Greek cheese. Um, Did they put basil on it and stuff? Um, I'm not sure about that. I just know that this is like literally the food. It was the first. This is the best. I think it was the first solid food I ever had. Or was it really? like my sister? I think it might have been. It's just yeah. like one of those things. That's that, a good first solid food. That our family. It's if, if you're from Jeff City, Missouri, like, you know, it's like. Part of your body is like made of Aris's pizza. Seventy percent water, thirty percent. But in general, to answer your other side of the question, general pizza toppings. Yeah, I have to go for the barbecue chicken gimmick. So barbecue sauce, not red sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm what? a fan. That is a. I'm a, a fan. Pizza. I'm not a, like I'll definitely go red sauce over barbecue. Yeah. Or like a white sauce, like pink sauce. 
But like barbecue's pretty when done right, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty delicious. Yeah. Hey Eric. Where do you stand on the pineapple debate? I'm pro pineapple, hands down. Fuck yeah. Pro yeah, I'm anti pineapple. Here's the thing. I like the juice. I I'm a liberal and a uh, <laughs> and a progressive when it comes to politics, <laughs> but I'm very much like a libertarian when it comes to pizza. Like yeah. you do eat you pizza, <laughs> you want to eat you. pizza. Like you want to like take a big old poop on it and eat it. That's gross, but that's your right. That's your right as an American. It's your right as an American to get whatever you want on your pizza. If you want pineapple. You do you. I'm not here to tell anyone what they should do with that's, their pizza. That's a great view. You know, like, I, I guess I'm more of a traditionalist or a conservative when it comes to my pizza. And <laughs> if, if you're a fruit, besides tomato, you're not allowed on the pizza. No, I'm Mitt Romney as fuck with my pizza. I just want <laughs> traditional, like, traditional values, but I respect what you do, even though I don't agree with it. Mitt Romney as yeah. fuck. Just covered in milk <laughs> And you knew you were going to lose the election as right exactly. as you became the nominee. So yeah. abortion looking pizza. What? Uh-oh, I what feel like um, I was thinking of a red sauce because <laughs> period. Nope. Okay. Oh, so let's, no. Anyways, nope. let's. Uh, hey, have you guys been to a bake? Not Baker, but not Barstow. What's the place on the way to Vegas? Bakersfield. No. Is it Bakersfield? Zizix. No, but I know Zizix. There's some crazy shit went down in Zizix. It's um, supposed to be like a it's weird like cult, culty stuff, right, or some shit like that. Yeah, like it was. Uh, Anyways, so there's <laughs> there's a place. Um, it's right by God. What's it? Is it might be Baker? It's not Baker. No, it's the place with the Mad Greek. Is it where the Mad Greek is? I don't know. I don't know anything that you're talking about. Oh man, it has the world's largest uh, thermometer. It's got alien beef jerky. You guys don't know what I'm talking oh, about. I've heard of alien alien beef, beef jerky. It's right next to alien beef jerky. What is that? There's a place called the Mad Greek, and it's a Greek restaurant. Mm. Are they just yelling? A little bit. <laughs> is it good? What's the? What? Well, you just brought up Greek oh, stuff. Is this? Is, this <laughs> is, this, is, this, is that it? <laughs> it's all yeah. They have uh, they have date shakes. Oh. Shakes with dates. I don't know. This seemed like this seemed like a really good tie-in when you're talking about your Greek pizza. I'm like, I know a Greek place on the way to Vegas. Uh, but <laughs> I know Greek. You can buy a uh, honey. My big fat Greek wedding. You remember that movie? Remember that movie? You guys know a there's sequel? a country called Greece. Is there really? Yeah. Hey. Oh my. What does that have to do with Greek, though? Isn't there an island called... Uh, <laughs> wait, do you guys watch uh, Kitchen Nightmares? It is. No. There's an episode where it's this Greek restaurant. They're really bad. And Ram's like, what a horrible Greek restaurant. And then... <laughs> so they like, make it Italian, and now it's good. Like, it's the worst. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, tell me where the owner's from. The owner claims he's from Greece. Tell me where he's from. And the owner is like... He's like, well, he wants to know where you're from. And he's like, uh... Uh, and then he looks at like an olive thing and he's like, Kalamata, I'm from the thing I'm, this, my stories, I feel like start <laughs> with a lot of passion and then they run, they run, they go nowhere. I love pizza, you, man. You do have a lot of passion and that's why we like you and we have you on the It's show. all that heart, that heart over quality. No. That's no. why I tell every job oh, interview no. I go to. You're selling yourself short, man. Can't, can't be the engineer on this project. Heart is quality. Heart can be quality. Speaking of Brian. Oh, thank you. Uh, real quick before we yes. 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 He's he's bad now. Um, I know. Wait, no. does that mean he turned he's healed? Okay. Yeah. Is that the Dude, term? Did I nail the term? We got the term. Real real quick though, uh, before we give you the the go home light, that's a wrestling term as well, right? Um, give it give us a little uh, give us a little bit of love. For our love of wrestling, um, who, yes. you, who are you into right now? 
Is there a storyline that you're really stoked on? Um, is there something that you just want to shit on right now too? Yeah, um, love what they're doing with Becky Lynch. Yep. I feel it's it's a horror and it's sad that what happened happened with Nia Jax. I kind of like how they're leaning into Nia Jax a little bit because why not? And she was just it. on uh, Becky. Did just it. came back on SmackDown. She, she did. Is. I don't think she's wrestling for a while. She's, she's wrestling at TLC. Is she really? The title match. Oh, it's it's Oscar Flair and Lynch triple threat really? TLC match. Good for Oscar. Oscar deserves yeah. a little bit of a look. Yeah. Um, in terms of just storylines, I think that's great. Um, as bad as what happened to Becky Lynch, is it is that like kind of a career maker for Nia Jax? Uh, or no. is she already on? I feel like scene? Nia Jax, because of her size and her build, like they're always going to push her and look at her in a good light. Um, Becky was one of those people where we like really wanted her to have a push, and we really felt she deserved more, and she finally got it, and right when she gets it, she gets a concussion, which is upsetting. Yeah, it, I don't think it's going to... Nia breaking Becky Lynch's face and concussing her is not going to make Nia's career, mm-hmm. but the way that they are spinning it, she is leaning into, like, I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. not, you know, like a very like heel angle to it, mm-hmm. um, which is very smart. And when I went to... Um, Survivor Series at Staples, um, the boos for Nia were so oh, deafening. Anytime she did and, anything, and that's she great. Move. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So they are leaning into it, and this is going to be like a little uptick currently for her. Um, but I mean, I think they have a lot of work to do on Nia as a character. I think they should book her like because she is like this like tower of a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should just book her to be like a total badass. No, I don't know. I how do you book her? How do you book her? I feel like she's gonna get like big show. Yeah, like she's gonna go from heel to face a lot. And I feel when they need like a challenge, kind of like how Dolph Ziggler. Remember when like all the NXT calls were coming up and like Shinsuke had to go through Dolph first, Tyler Breeze had to go through Dolph first, Bobby Roode had to go through Dolph first. So she'll um, be a rite of passage, kind of. Yeah, like Dolph was good enough, but he was still like. He could be beaten and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nia's gonna be the same way, where she's like a monster, but all the people that are trying to push really hard can defeat her and get a little bit of that edge. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and on NXT, I think everything on NXT is really fun. I'm a big Keith Lee fan. I'm a big Undisputed oh, Era yes. fan. Um, I think Matt Riddle. If they if they fuck up Matt Riddle, because a few NXT call ups haven't done great only because they have they're competing with a big roster yeah like Bobby Roode's competing a lot Shinsuke's competing a lot Tyler Breeze is a shame I love Tyler Breeze yeah. in NXT Sami Zayn is a shame Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are probably like my two top current guys but um I don't know I think there are guys in NXT right now where it's like someone like Adam Cole Matt Riddle Keith Lee um if you, you can't mess those guys up they're so good even Cassius Ono who's like Cool. Um, I think Keith Lee. Chris Hero. Yeah, right. Uh, I think Keith Lee is someone to watch. He has abs on top of a belly. Yeah, he's got like a big belly. Then there's abs on top of like the belly. It's, it's beautiful. He's this big dude who's great on the mic, can move in the ring seamlessly, and can do like high ring stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. He likes. Like, like, he, 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 he always likes when I say that term. Ring stereotype. stereotype. Do you guys have you guys heard of Bandito? Yeah. Benito's great. I yeah, would, I would with the white, the white, um, the white mask. Yeah, kind of like a, it's a, like a lucha mask with yeah. a hood. Yeah, I would say he's someone to keep. Everyone should keep their eyes on Benito. I think does he's he work in Japan or where does he work? So far, I think he just works like AAA. He does some PWG. He's that he did all in. Um, I think Pentagon is like kind of like the big 
luchador who's like gonna push through, uh-huh. but Bandito's gonna be like right behind him. Yeah. Like if if Pentagon Junior or Pen Zero M gets big and then Luchadors get big, I feel like Bandito's gonna be that number two. Like he's gonna be the the second, third new Rey Mysterio. They both work really well in the ring in their their ring gear. I'll pull up some photos for you, Nick. They're uh, cool. Badass. Mm-hmm. Pentagon's badass too. Um, dude, uh, great time. I had a great a time. time. I'm sad we talked about wrestling like 80 minutes in because I feel like well, we're gonna talk about like. Well, we'll we'll talk a little bit more on the wrestling section. Oh, yeah. yeah. But real. Hey. But real quick, uh, <laughs> for this section, tell our folks where, where we can find you. Uh, either like at a mic or online. Beautiful. Plug yourself, buddy. Um, plug, plug away. Suck and plug. Um, <laughs> what a great outro. Hello. Watch me. Um, I am on Instagram at Eric Escobar, E-R-I-K-E-S-C-O-B-A-R. You can catch my website, Eric Escobar Comedy. All my dates are going to be on there. Um, i got a couple great shows next week. Um, I'm doing a comedy pop-up show in Hawthorne on December 5th. I'm in um, a comedic play called Happy Holiday. That's going to be in December. Um, I'll be a lot in town December, January, and then February, March, April, I hit the road. I'm coming to Arizona, coming to Washington, coming to Oregon, coming to um, other places. So just keep on the lookout and let's be friends. Say hi to a show and... Baby. Baby! (laughs) Dude, thank you, Eric. Thank you, both of you. Let's all drink. Okay. Not even in. Hey Trent, here's something I want to bring to yours and everyone's attention. Lolo Jones is fully aware that you and I have a podcast called Another Shitty Podcast, and we're not going to stop recording this podcast until we have her on the show. Something else I'd like to bring to your attention, Lolo Jones, for real, we're serious. Come on the podcast. We'll have coffee in the podcast at Lolo Jones, the real Lolo Jones. <laughs> I always think it's funny when they put the real in front of their name. I don't think she is that. Though, no, is I'm just being funny now. So. Oh, man. That was hilarious. Now let's kick it over to Trent and special guest Eric Escobar for this week in wrestling. Oh, that is my favorite wrestler's theme song that we just played. <laughs> Aren't they great? Did you see that last match that they were in? That was a couple weeks that ago. That was a five-star match. It was a five-star match. Dave Dave Meltzer is creaming his corn about this match. That wrestler whose music we heard. What, what's their favorite move in their moveset that you like, Trent? Oh, it's that one slam and that one catchphrase. It's awesome. That oh, I love that one slam. I like the way they do it with the body and the toss. And man, their arms are so big. This is awesome. They're not like most. Uh, that wrestler sure isn't like most girls. <laughs> hey, Trent, what's going on in wrestling this week? So real quick, uh, I know you went to War Games. I went to War Games. Yes, sir. Uh, NXT is putting on phenomenal matches. <sighs> yes, sir. Um, I wonder if they'll start doing more of these pay-per-views. You usually just tack them on to like big WWE weekends. The big four, so Royal Rumble has a takeover, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania uh-huh. takeovers. Um, they're great. And I was talking to another friend about this, how NXT isn't necessarily completely the like developmental 
like league anymore. It's it's damn near like a lot of these guys that are going through NXT like they've been working other promotions. Some of these guys have been working other promotions for like over ten plus years. Well, if you look at the NXT roster right now, and I'm sure there are more, but like off the top of my head, try to think of anyone who wasn't like somewhat of an indie star before coming to NXT. Like Lars Sullivan, I think, is born and raised NXT. Velveteen Dream is like a pure performance center creation. Um, Do you have a couple of Velveteen's only like 22, 23. He's very young. What's his name? Patrick something? He was on like Tough Enough. Yeah. But it's crazy because you, it's weird. There are less people who started and developed in the performance center than there are people who were indie darlings who like yeah. came through and became like your Adam Coles, your Bobby yeah. Fishes, your Ricochets, your War Machines or War Raiders. Well, I think, I mean, I think Triple H, he, you know, he's the head behind all that. I think he, he sees the value in these guys working their ass off around the country and around the globe. I mean, gaining loyal fans and followers. I mean, you come to NXT and you've been working indies for years and years, you've Damn near got your, I mean, you got your gimmick or a gimmick nailed down. You've got your moveset nailed down. Your mic work, your charisma or your character on the mic. And uh, you've got your fan base. Yeah. Right? And your merch. You got everything pretty much already set up. Um, Whereas, you know, if, if you're from the ground up, which there is cool benefits from that too, right? Um... You, they can kind of mold you how you want. Uh, but I would say as a wrestler, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, WWE's still the biggest dog. The biggest dog in the yard. Uh, <laughs> so, like, people are obviously going for exposure, paycheck, all that stuff, right? Yeah, and I feel like we look at some wrestlers like, I don't know, like Candice LeRae or I'm trying to think of, like, big indie guys. Even, like, guys like Walter, who are, he's, like, a... Crazy German. He's the PWG camp. Did he's he, great. Or Vulture, whatever you want to call did him. He, did he get signed? He just got signed. But they're not, not sure if he's going to be as a talent or as a trainer. Really? But he's like a part of the WWE family now. Oh. Um, but you look at these people and they work so hard and you're kind of like, well, why are they selling out going to WWE? It's like, well, if you have to hustle together work and have some weeks where you're not getting paid and stress out about that, or work at a one-stop shop where you're getting a weekly check and you know your family is going to be taken care of and you don't have to travel as much. It's like, that sounds like a good gig. Sure, you may have a different character. Sure, you may be even less popular in WWE because they push you a different way. But if you work there, you're getting steady money and you have a job. And they... they consistent job. They're known for, um, for better and for worse, taking care of their people. Yeah. I mean, NXT, they hook you up. Well, I'm like, saying WWE... Medical. Yeah. WD in general, like they're, I think uh, some people you're like cool that you know, we don't see them in the ring anymore, but they're the ones behind producing the show. Yeah, you know the Blinkos, the Road Dogs. Um, but there's also some of that that's for worse, where it's like, I don't need to see. You know, I respect his work, and I'm, and as a kid, it was great, but like, I don't care to see, and I don't like to see Jerry the King Lawler on commentary anymore. I think he's just a little. I think he's dated. And I, I don't think he has his pulse on the current culture and the environment of the wrestling fans and just the world. Um, I think he's just a little... I would agree. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I, as a kid, him and JR were like the two that, you know, you grew up, that was like the soundtrack of our childhood, was hearing them. But like now it's like, there's been so many cringeworthy 
moments of him on the microphone. It's like, dude, they just need to let him be. You well, know, before too, we had the King and Jr. and they pretty much were that soundtrack that we were used to. And then when we had like our Michael Coles and our Jonathan coaches, Jonathan Coachmans, the ones who were like, okay. One, we listened to JR and Drake Longman when we were younger. So mm-hmm. I was going to be more nostalgia there, more like love there. And two, they were so good. And then when it takes a dip, you like appreciate it more. Yeah. But now that they've come back, they are older. I don't want to say they're not as good, but they are a little dated. And now we have guys like Corey Graves or even like Renee Young, who's not bad, or Nigel McGuinness, who's not bad. Yeah, dude, Nigel's and great. You just have new people, or Mar Ronaldo. Mario. Where it's like, as good as they were, there's a new batch and they're yeah. better. So it's kind of like, I get you're bringing them back for nostalgia's sake, but that doesn't mean they're just as good. Exactly. Um, times have changed. Um, times have changed. And so real quick, War Games is dope. Um, I got to sit on the floor. I spent a lot of money. Ah, so jealous. But I sat right next to the ramp, which was like kind of surreal because like as a wrestling fan, a big part of becoming a fan of one particular wrestler or a group of wrestlers is the entrance. Yeah. There's a lot of time and thought and put into that. And Triple H has been set on the record of like when he's developing someone's gimmick and someone's character, that's where he starts. He doesn't start with what are you wearing? How do you sound? What kind of expressions are you making? What are How you wearing? Cool is your it's that's why that's why Trip's entrances are, have been fucking legendary in my book. Mm-hmm. And each WrestleMania he does this way over the top extravagant. It's like comes out with motorcycles. It's badass. Yeah. And who and you're I'm always talking about Triple H's entrances. I mean, I can name a handful of like different ones that are iconic too, but man he always really puts a lot of theatrics into it. And um, I appreciate that because that's where you first, like Velveteen Dream, seeing him come out in the Hollywood Hogan gimmick was in Hollywood. Yeah. Was, you know. Dude dressed up like Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Did pay yeah. like a little, a little nod to him. He even did like a leg drop. Did he have that five o'clock shadow? The five no, o'clock shadow and, and the golden stash? It was. With it the was bandana, the yeah. feather boas, the belt, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But dude. Even like someone like Lars Sullivan, who has a very basic intro, it's cool. It's like a red light and darkness. Yeah. Sandy has a cool <clears throat> intro. Um, yeah, they are focusing on like cool Alistair intros because Black. they're cool moments. Yeah. yeah. Alistair Black's oh, great. We'll get chills. Oh, I'll, I'll show you some of those. Uh, but it's all about creating those moments, and I think ring entrances are huge moments. To this day, I will still watch probably like once a month. CM Punk's intro in Chicago when he like came out and a good entrance is hard to beat. A good entrance yeah. is almost as good as a great match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, um, you could argue that's like, if you, you want to relate it to like music terms, like the hit single on your record. Mm. Yeah. Right. You might not know, you might not remember like the finish or like a big spot in the match, but you're like, damn, you remember that entrance? Mm. Um, anywho, uh, real quick too, I don't want to go too long. You and I could talk about this shit all day. Um, real quick, I am a fan, uh, even a bigger fan. Let's talk Becky Lynch for a minute. Great. Um, I think Nick and I, we've, we've all discussed this. Um, she got, Injured. There was a great angle. So they've been doing this storyline for a little while now of uh, SmackDown versus Raw at Survivor Series. I wish they would put more weight on this 
Because the whole angle when Shane is talking or Stephanie is talking, whoever's the, the manager, it's like, we need bragging rights for Team Blue. We need bragging mm-hmm. rights for Team A. I thought, dude, they need to – they're trying to make it – I think it's pretty obvious over the past five years making professional wrestling. I don't like sports entertainment. I'm like Stone Cold. Nothing. They're making professional wrestling. They're trying to trying to promote it as like more of a legitimate sport. No, this isn't wrestling. This isn't wrestling. In terms of like the pre pre shows with the commentators. Uh, in terms of like that kind of shit. So what I'm saying, if you're gonna do that, I'm gonna believe in it because I'm gonna believe in the kayfabe and the story. Fucking double down on storylines like Survivor Series. So it's not just bragging rights. So I had an idea. WWE, if you're listening, go ahead and hire me as a writer. What if, so if Team Red was... It's going to work. I bet it's going to work. Oh, it's totally going to work. Yeah. Vince is listening. Um, And here's his name. He listens. Yeah. Um, Say it three times. (laughs) Especially if you get really close to the mic. Vince McMahon. Oh, jeez. You're (laughs) fucked. There's an old man with a really bad beard. Yeah. I started shipping of meat out of nowhere. I could do some things. What the fuck were you talking about? No, for Survivor Series, instead of like, okay, Raw wins, you have bragging rights. Yeah. Get this. If Raw wins, the five guys or five gals that are in that match get the five best spots in the Royal Rumble. They're doing that with the Mix Max Challenge right now. Oh, yeah? The winners of the Mix Max Challenge, the female is number 30 in her Royal Rumble, and the male is 30 as okay. well. Okay. Well, there you so go. So they're, they're using it. So I think uh, you can mail that royalty check to uh, 2525 Trent Bruce Lane, um, Los Angeles, California, <laughs> 90123. Um, I'm just saying, like, more... There should be stakes to it. Exactly. So... Fox just bought SmackDown, mm-hmm. which is interesting because USA, which is NBC owned, owns they stream Raw, yeah. and then Fox now they stream SmackDown. So it's two competing companies, but they're both working with the same WWE umbrella. Company, yeah. Fox is looking to put SmackDown as part of their primetime, um, their primetime sports block. Uh, I think it's going to go Fridays now. It's going to go Fridays. I think it's Fridays nights. Sense. Yeah. So it's one of those Isn't things it crazy? where they, they want it to be sporty. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want this to be in line with their football stuff, their whatever other sports stuff. So I think we're going to start seeing that more, like what you're saying, which is a pro. And I think they're testing the waters right now. They're testing the waters of let's make this a little more sport fan oriented, mm. opposed to just like wrestling marks. Yeah. Because um, honestly, like they, over the last few years, have been so big on like let's market to kids. Yeah. And... Like kids are kind of watching it. They're kind of buying merch, but it's mostly just old wrestling fans who are still watching wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you need to give us what we want. <laughs> yeah. We also need a new market. Like guys who don't watch wrestling, who love baseball, who love football, who love basketball. That's a market. Yeah. They will like this. Yeah. But you got to make it good. Make it good, WWE. Or Your New Japan's swoop in. Uh, Anyway, real quick, back to uh, Becky. We'll end on this. So the angle was her and Team SmackDown came out on Raw, took out the the Raw women's locker room. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking phenomenal angle. Um, The fact that Nia legit did punch her in the face, broke her face or nose, concussed her, bloody. But the moment is forever, you know, enshrined in my memory because that's a classic. I was telling Nick, that's like, 
That might be her Austin 316 it is. spot. It's an iconic look, man. Like, and just her, bloody her hands up. In the crowd. Um, I love it. Yeah. And I think that it's about time that she got something big like this mm-hmm. her way. I don't think it's anyone's fault. I don't think it's creative fault. I don't think it's her fault. But, like, the fact this is happening, like, the fans, the fans can be fickle. Let's not be fickle with the Becky Lynch thing. Let's not forget about this in two weeks. Yeah. Let's make sure we are behind this girl and buying merch and pushing this storyline. So the thing is, is um, with that, those those moments happen organically. Mm-hmm. I think that our best iconic wrestling moments um, happen organically. It's and, like and anything it's, entertainment. It's, it, well, it's such, a, it's such a scripted program now, the mm-hmm. WWE program. Is. What? It's very scripted. If you in, didn't know, in, terms of, in terms of what they're saying on the mic. Because back in the day when we were kids, the guys had a, a lot of freedom to just kind of off the cuff. Say brother every Which, 10 seconds. Brother, 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 brother. I understand why it's more scripted. I totally get the logic and I feel like if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But look at things that are working and look at things that aren't working. And I think there are things that are working about scripted, things that aren't working about scripted. And if you want to be this empire that you're trying to build, like get what's right. And there needs to be that balance there. So we'll and see. A little more visceral, a little more from the heart kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, hell yeah. Thanks for doing wrestling. I love doing wrestling. That, that was this week in wrestling with Trent and Eric. All my life. All I ever wanted was to be a wrestler Fighting in the ring, winning that belt And so I dreamed every night that I was the Undertaker Smashing skulls in, breaking arms But I'm so Damn dude, that is some badass wrestling We're gonna send it over to Nikki G with this week in basketball Wait a minute at the time and place Wait a minute in my head in the game Thank you, Trent. Ah, oh, Eric just walked out the door. It's just us now. <laughs> this week in basketball, we got to talk about Markel Fultz's shoulder and probably more importantly, his mental state. The dude is uh, malfunctioning in front of our very eyes. I never, I honestly, I, I know that he was great in college, but I never really looked at the way that he played and was like, this is going to transfer. I never kind of understood how he got the stats that he had in college. He had a severe shoulder injury. Who did he play for? He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. a team very known for drafting people that are injured. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Um, but this one in particular curse. doesn't seem to be working out. Um, he, it's undisclosed how he got the energy rumor, or injury. Rumors are coming out that it was a motorcycle injury. Here's the oh, thing. Shit. The, the kid had a decent jump shot in college. Now... Who do you play for? It Washington. He okay. was a Husky. Um, UW. And um, now it is the ugliest. It's not the ugliest. <laughs> There's been some ugly shots in the NBA. Bill Cartwright. That's one. Um, <laughs> but it it is an awful looking shot. And he's clearly lost all confidence in that shot. Philadelphia's trying to shop him. I don't know who's going to want him. He has no trade value. The guy cannot play right now. Mm. He's an athlete, but he if you can't put a shot up, and he's not like a defensive dynamo either. So he's he's really got no trade value, and it's really sad because he had he had potential, uh, and it seems like it's kind of over with. Damn, is he young? 
He's young. Yeah, he's he's got to be like he's probably like twenty. You think his career's like? Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. But this is why you go to college, so you can have something to fall back on, which I'm sure he definitely did, because all of them do that. Anyway, let's continue it with college, <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about Duke basketball. Oh, I fucking hate them so much, but we can't ignore the fact that they are, even though they lost to Gonzaga recently, and this is the first time we've ever talked about college basketball, I think, on the pod. Whoa, yeah, um, it's mostly an NBA thing. Uh, but they did just lose to Gonzaga, and as much as I hate Duke, even though they lost recently, I think that they're clearly far and away the best team in college basketball. They have uh, they have a they have a couple of young studs. RJ Barrett is one. He's very good. He'll probably be the number. They say he'll be the number one pick in the draft. But they have Zion Williamson, who will be for my money the number one pick in the draft. And if you've ever wanted to see. Lawrence Taylor play basketball better than everybody else. This is what Zion Williamson is. He weighs 280 pounds. He's six foot seven, and he's got just shy of a 50 inch vertical. Holy moly! The kid is a freaking beast, and he's worth watching because this is just, um, as a lot of people say, LeBron James is a once in a lifetime player. LeBron James. So is so is this kid. The athleticism is just unmatched. This is like an evolutionary thing. Something happened. There's a glitch in the system. People aren't made like this. Yeah. So it's definitely healthy. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching. Hopefully he stays healthy. I hope that team falls apart though, because fuck Duke. No one likes him. Anyway. Are you rivals with Duke? We're. I wouldn't say that Michigan State is rivals with Duke, because we've only beat them once (laughs) in my lifetime, and I think we've lost to them about eleven times. There it is. Yeah, it's okay. so it's a, it's pretty rough. Found found, found the uh, disdain there. It's R U F F rough. So fuck Duke, and <laughs> it's important to note that although it was LeBron James was obviously the most talked about person heading into this season, it's kind of petered out because the Lakers aren't doing fantastic. But last week he went off for fifty one points. LeBron James reminding everyone that he is still the best in the league. He still sets that benchmark. He's 33. Who gives a damn? He's still better than everybody. Also, um, I think I saw that he had 14 points last night or the other game recently. Doesn't matter. Everyone was like, oh, my God, he only scored 14 points. Doesn't matter. You got to have games that keep your average in check. Yeah. Because nobody's out there averaging 40 points a game. Yeah. Like Earl Pearl or, or like Wilt Chamberlain. But... The, he's, he's just the best. He's the best. He's no Michael Jordan, but he's the best. Kawhi Leonard <laughs> just signed a, a shoe deal with New Balance. Um, he's not the first person to... He's, yeah, he I'm is a fun, fun guy. guy. He's not the first person to sign with New Balance this year, but he's the biggest name by far to sign with New Balance in, like, ever. And um, just it's just another one of these cases of Puma did it, New Balance is doing it, Um all there's a lot of these more obscure shoe companies are coming back into the fold mm. and people are willing to take chances on them people are after their money it's a capitalist system it's cool it's exciting let's see if the shoes are worth a damn and last but not least the most forgotten about superstar in the NBA needs to get some light shined on him and that's Kemba Walker the kid is unstoppable and he's like six feet tall and he's fantastic he's he's got the best step back shot i've ever seen 
Whoa. It's his go-to. He's just so quick with it. He can go either way with it. He's fantastic, and he's so clutch. And we saw this shit in UConn, but he plays in the small market of Charlotte, so he gets forgotten about a little bit. But he's like a, I don't know, I'd say he's like a quicker Damian Lillard. Okay. Dame's, Dame's, my, Dame's my favorite baller. Okay. I love watching him play, but he's like a quicker Damian Lillard. And people need to, like, maybe just appreciate Kemba. He should have been, I think he was an all-star last year, but he should have been an all-star now for probably about two or three years. Um, keep an eye on that kid. It's awesome to watch. And that's this week in basketball. Yeah! For the first time, it's going down history, baby. New 3-6 Mafia. And now that we got the uh, super awesome basketball stuff out of the way, let's talk about the super awesome hip-hop stuff. This week in hip-hop, um, I think the big thing for me, and I believe you too, Nicholas, um, Anderson Pac. Mm-hmm. Anderson Pac. Uh, Oxnard, I think that album is phenomenal. I do uh, too. Top, top to bottom, Dr. Dre's all over it, producing. Um Man, the, the features are great. Um, yeah, I mean, the opening track is called The Chase, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a 70s heist yeah. uh, like theme song. It's kind of like this hip-hop-y jazz funk thing. A little fusion going on. I absolutely I, love I've, it. I've been a big fan of his for a while. Um, yeah, man, he's very talented, and I'm very excited to see the success coming from that album, and mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see when he goes on tour, like, where he's playing, and... Possibly go try to see him, but that's been the big, big note for me. Also, um, Snoop Dogg got a got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I mean, who's more deserving than Snoop Dogg? You're right, dude. He just came out with a cookbook too. Of course he did. Called called Snoop Dogg from Crook to Cook. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he tells you how to cook up any one eight sevens. He I'm said, some motherfucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he said uh, there's like weed brownie recipes in there. I'm like, that's hilarious. I'm assuming everything has weed in there. Right? It's, it's got to be like a cannabis, it's got to be like a cannabis like cookbook. Cannabis right? specific. The potatoes have been boiled. Here, I've never done it with a machine. Yeah, that, well, it's easy. So how do you do it with a... Yeah, we in the hood. We like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Teaches you how to make a turkey. What's the, what's the spice on top? I don't know, it's not spice. The herb. The, yeah, what's that? The herb? greenery. Dude, what were you saying that you listened to a while ago? I revisited 3-6 Mafia's classic album, The Most Known Unknowns. And uh, it really took me back. And what, what songs are on that one? Stay Fly is on oh, there. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Slop on My Knob is on oh that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there's a just, lot of classic hits, man. Disgusting. Um just revisiting 3-6 has just brought me so much joy. And so, like, if I had to recommend a revisit, guys, go go listen to that album again. It's worth it. And that was this week in hip-hop. hip-hop. For shizzle. Now, for shizzle <laughs> means, you know, in your world, you might say, hey, for sure. But now you can say, for shizzle. Okay. And Nick, uh, you want to tell us what some of your buddies are doing? Yeah, specifically, I want to talk about my brother, Mike Grace. He, um, earlier on when we started doing these podcasts, I put some shine on him because he had started making his own knife uh, handles. 
for people and customizing those. And as of two days ago, he now has all the equipment to start making his own blades. So he is now going to be making completely the entire knife. Dope. And that's really huge. And I can't wait to see where this business ends up going. And fingers crossed for someday he's not an engineer anymore and he's just a full-on knife maker because I think that's what he really wants to do. Really? Yeah. That's so, awesome. So big props to him for making that investment in himself to pay off later on. Grace Made Knives is the is the business. I like that uh I like that name too. It's got a little a few plays on it there. I'm a little partial to it myself. Yeah. I like it. I also want to shout out, uh, keeping it familial, I want to shout out my father, uh, my my uncle, my dad's twin brother, their mother, my grandmother, and my uncle's son, who were all born on November 25th. I want to say happy birthday to all of you. That's crazy. That's it's awesome. nuts. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, guys. Trent. What's something that one of your friends is doing? Cool. Um, this week I want to shout out friend of the pod, Ginny Lynn Newell. Ginny uh, does a lot of things. Um, she teaches yoga. Um, her big thing I want to shout out today is uh, the work that she's been doing with like these crystals and these rocks. And it's very much like an LA thing, but she's been like crushing the game. Uh, and she's has a lot of clients. And funny enough, we were talking at Thanksgiving, most of her clients are international or out of Los Angeles. She did say that, which is um, crazy. Awesome. I know, right? So uh, if you're interested in anything like that um, with crystals and healing and all that stuff, um, I sound totally ignorant, but it is really cool and she is killing the game. You can check her out on Instagram uh, at Ginny Lynn Newell. Um, yeah, and something uh, that I'm doing is I had the comedy show this week and I also host a podcast. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's the newest, hippest podcast uh, on the market. Also, I'm excited about um, future guest Lolo Jones on the show. I think we all are. That's going to be great. Uh, but the name of the podcast is Another Shitty Podcast. If you're going to look it up on Apple or the Apple podcast app, it's Another and then S asterisk 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 Y. There's one more asterisk. Oh, shit. Oh, shitty. You look it up another, <laughs> you look it up another S, asterisk, 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 Y. It's four asterisks. Podcast. And you can find us in there, or you can just search Trip Bruce or Nick Grace on there. You can find it too. We're on uh, Stitcher, and I think that's it. That's and Pocket Cast. And Pocket Cast. And I have a co-host who is very Italian and very cute. It gets hit on because of such things. Wink, wink. Yeah, I'm that co-host. You want to know how I knew the answer to, to how many asterisks there needed to be and also our platforms that we're on? It's because it's I, I co-host another shitty podcast with Trent Bruce. Makes a uh, better co-host. To, to really hammer it home on how you find <laughs> this amazing podcast, you would go on to iTunes, Stitcher, or Pocket Cast, or pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast from, and you would type in the word another, and then you would type in S- asterisk 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 why podcast and then you can listen to my voice and also Trent's voice and we get weird and you're gonna love it though and that's pretty much all we got I think so that's great and thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of another, another shitty podcast, podcast. 
I'm going to do the podcast now. If you want to join, you can do it too. All that wrestling talk is really cool. I'll send it to myself for a little bit of basketball. Nope. Not going to let you have that. <laughs> <laughs>